Uh, there's a brand new book out there entitled More Than Special, Perspectives in the World of Special Needs, written by Ahava Aaron Price. It is an Art Scroll release, Shara Press. And uh, you know what we always say when you go to artscroll.com, if you're going to order this book or any book, always use promo code radio when you go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Again, the name of the book is More Than Special. Ahava Aaron Price joins us in a moment. Everyone who knew him was mesmerized by Sadia Aaron Price, Allah Shalom, the young man with Down syndrome who confounded all the experts. He would be totally dependent for every basic need the doctors predicted. He had little or no chance of ever communicating, yet Sadia developed into a man who could read in Hebrew and English, traveled by himself to learn in Eretz Yisrael, and attended the Makor College Experience Program at Yeshiva University. His untimely passing happened during COVID-19, and after his untimely passing, his mother, Ahava Erin Price, a talented author, you may recall she has a book entitled On My Own But Not Alone, chose to memorialize his life through, a, through filling a pressing need, providing a book that would serve as both a resource and an inspiration to parents, relatives, friends, and professionals dealing with children and adults who have special needs. Ahava Erin Price, an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Honor to be here, and I have to say I'm humbled to be following Rabbi Goldfather. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very, very um, humbling, should I say? Well, and, you know, it's lovely to be here. I appreciate that very much. Uh, let, let's let's start uh, just by explaining. I, I'm assuming, and if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I'm assuming that the COVID nineteen that took Sadia's life had nothing to do with, or was was somewhat unrelated to, you know, other things that he had suffered from during his life. You you point out, you know, the, from very, very early on, he had a lot of health challenges, but I, I assume COVID-19 was a was unrelated to those. Would I be right? Yes, or- uh, 100%. Actually, Baruch Hashem, he was blessed as uh, possible physical disabilities that come with uh, Down syndrome. Uh, Baruch Hashem, he was really very healthy, and uh, as you may remember, um, Purim, before uh, he came down with COVID, uh, he <laughs> he was uh, he agreed to take all the shalachmanas that I had baked, challahs, uh, etc., and went in and out of every house on our block. And now he was, and then actually went to the Lower East Side. Uh, <laughs> no, the COVID was struck him as uh, Hashem chose, yeah. uh, not based on any previous uh, pre <laughs> what is, pre-existing condition. What's the date of his yard site? Uh, it, it is. It's, it is. Well, it's the twenty eighth of April, and it's okay. You caught me. So he was. Ta- uh, he was taken at the height of of right, of the, the COVID first, sweep through yeah. this area. Yeah, exactly. It was basically five weeks after the the we really became aware that we were in the midst of a major pandemic and people were being intubated. And at that time, people really did not the medical world did not know exactly how to deal with it and. Uh, and in, in addition to all the expertise you've gained over all these years of being a mother of somebody with special needs and and getting him to the point where he was as independent as he was, you can now also speak to the um, uh, to the point of of having a loved one pass without having seen him for a while, right? That's right. It was uh, at the peak of COVID, and uh, no one was able to get in uh, to uh, to see patients or to be with them in any way shape or form uh just give a shout out to an organization called WellTab. that's the last week when he was uh well he was kept in a medically induced coma for the five weeks that he was ill uh that we were able to see him th- 
through these amazing groups that gave us a uh, small uh, screen and somehow got it into the hospital, and we saw him for a few hours. For and and ironically, not that there's any not that irony has a role in this, but. Uh, we know it all comes from above, but ironically, he he was doing better just hours before he passed away, right? Yeah, I think that this is a not was not an uncommon pattern. Uh, actually, he was supposed to be released. Uh, he was on a trach. They were unable to get him uh, independent of that, but he was going to be transferred to uh, re- rehab to begin that process. And yes, I was waiting to see him on that little screen. Uh, and uh, and instead you get a they call. They went into cardiac arrest immediately, yeah, somewhere around there. Ahava Aaron Price is with us. Now, he passed away at the age of? He was one month shy of his 36th birthday. And uh, what's it like 36 years ago, or at this point 37 years ago? And I say it like that because uh, obviously there are people listening now who have gone through similar experiences and others who, excuse the term, fear going through a similar experience. When, when, when it's obvious to you that your child is not going to have a, a regular upbringing, what is that like? Well, I, I often say that um, my goal in life is to make people feel that you don't have to feel guilty about saying, wow, this was not the most amazing thing Hashem gave to me when, when it happens. And um, Hashem uh, must love you more than anybody else to give you this challenge. Uh, I was not in favor of it at all, actually. Uh, but I would say it's, it was a learning curve, not his learning curve, my learning curve. Uh, he, yes, it seems like an overwhelming challenge when you first find out that your child has quote-unquote a diagnosis. But uh, ironically, well, first of all, we live in a golden age right. in terms of the world of special needs. I always, 50 years ago, Hundred years ago, medically speaking, most uh, children with special needs, with this, whether it's Down syndrome or other uh, physical or cognitive uh, disabilities, would not have survived. So medical science gave us, you know, a quality of life and a length of life that was never anticipated. And then the world opened up in terms of the uh, the awareness that everyone can grow. That everyone with you take a child with whatever you want to call normal, quote unquote, and you don't give them stimulation and you don't teach them and you don't give them love and uh, validation, and they're not going to grow either. Right. The world discovered that with therapy, and this is also actually in the book, the um, there was a uh, catastrophic awareness through a, something called Willowbrook, which was an institution where it seems that. Uh, people were basically people with not even not only cognitive but physical disabilities were basically dumped into this waste bin. Right, they were neglected. And ignored. Right, neglected and ignored. Right. And ironically, from from the ashes and the guilt that was uh, uh, created, the government really began after Willowbrook, which was in the 1970s, to create amazing programs, funding. Well, everything is funding. Um, and uh, a whole world of specialists, whether it's therapies or special ed teachers, just an awareness, and also the government put a lot of money into programs to facilitate parents keeping their children at home because clearly institutions are never a good, are, are never a good option. Right. Um, 
So um, it really opened up and created a, I always say it was like Camelot. Um, there was the whole concept of, of programming that would be funneled through the government's funding that would give children, whether it was um, special ed teachers or classes, and then over the decades, um, as public awareness became aware and the potential in every child was seen, uh, there's much more concept of inclusion and integration into mainstream life, and that's and that's really just an acceptance that everybody's entitled to be part of cholesterol and part of society, and there's no bar that could be set that say you're you are not entitled because of your capabilities. And um, then we find out that children with special needs have um, have strengths that um, perhaps people with higher intellectual quote unquote um, capabilities. Uh, there's a warmth. There's an at least I'm speaking, and now I'm speaking because I, we were blessed with, um, ironically, with the diagnosis of someone with um, Down syndrome. Very positive and warm, and just life is good. <laughs> and um, you know, having someone like that around is just—it doesn't matter if they can't finish. Uh, they're not going to write a treatise or find a cure for cancer. They're finding a cure for something else, and that's for negativity in the world. Um, I will add that when I started doing the research for the book, I became aware that truly, truly blessed because there are now parents, I mean, I guess there always was, but I became humbled. I mean, I didn't really have a challenge. We didn't have a challenge. We had this wonderful, delightful, sweet always looking for the good, always looking to make people happy. But there are parents now dealing with, I can say, they're the true heroes and heroines. Yeah. That's really, that's, I wrote the book in their honor. Well, of course, also in memory of Saja. But um, parents who deal with children who don't necessarily give them that positive warmth. And they raise them with love and with concern and with every ounce of energy. So, uh Yes, have things changed amazingly, when, so positively. At what age did it become obvious that he was very positive, very energetic, you know, always there? I mean, is this something that you could tell at two, three, four years old, or this is down the road? Well, yes, once he learned how to walk, I was, once he got on to uh, find out that his tricycle could take him anywhere, um, yeah, um, <laughs> there was no we put in gates. We he learned how to open them, and he just went, you know, smiling around uh, wherever he could get on his uh, three wheels. Uh, I think we knew right away. It was just well, he was just very delightful and delicious. Uh, his siblings, I would say, basically adored him. Uh, I can say that safely, and um, he became a very positive. I guess. I have pictures of him in my mind on his little red tricycle, zipping up the block, and you had a smile. And you the, just had a smile. And the way you describe it in the book, uh, there were plenty of episodes where he, I don't want to say he was lost, but he was, he he wandered off, let's put it that way. Well, he knew where he was. <laughs> right. Uh, and you were conf uh, and you were confident he'd make it back home, or, or those were panic, uh, well, panic situations? Uh, um, well, we did use the services of the NYPD on more than one occasion, which they did not always appreciate. Um, yes, uh, actually, I got a letter 
well, during the Shiva from someone who lived nearby. And uh, she wrote that, well, besides the fact that Sadia was the, the, uh, really created her whole attitude towards the world of special needs and individuals with special needs, but she said <laughs> the message in the neighborhood was, if you see Sadia Aaron Price um, rolling down the street, um, please return him to his either oblivious or, or hysterical parents. <laughs> so, yes, he, he's a, and then of course there's all these other stories that I mentioned, uh, which I've written about. That um, I did not know until the Shiva, we Saja decided. You know, his father ran the New York City Marathon, and um, the family was going to meet in Manhattan. And uh, what happened was I went ahead, and he was going to come later with his brother Kiva Shum, and uh, we got. Kiva said, got to Manhattan late in the evening, and I said, where's Sajan? And he said, I don't know. Don't you have him? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I always thought that Saja by didn't think we were going to take him, and we're going to, uh, he decided to take the subway to Manhattan on his own uh, during the Sunday of, the, of New York City Marathon. Um, I found that from his res hat worker, who was the amazing, one of the many, many amazing young men who were part of our lives who would spend Sunday, that Saja had told him that not to come and pick him up. And he planned it. He wanted to prove that he could get to Manhattan. He told each of us that he was going with the other one. Oh, my gosh. And it was, uh, it was malice of forethought. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he ended up... Um, actually at the World Trade Center, um, which at that point, this was um, 2011. This was, it was, some policemen realized that a special needs young person should probably not be walking around in the evening. Uh, so um, they found, we, of course, by that time, it called the NYPD and all's well. And it did, as I say, it did have a wonderful impact because for about a decade, he would say, no, Zad Aaron Price doesn't take the subways. <laughs> so, um, but I will add, since we're talking about his adventuresome and Baruch Hashem, ever-present independence, um, that he overcame that phobia when it was time, when the only way for him to get to the Makor College experience, get up to Yeshiva University, was by subway. Uh, was by subway. Wow. And he did it. What's, <laughs> so. that, what's that like as a parent when you know he's doing that for the first time? Uh there's no no describing. <laughs> I the anxiety? It it's a complete insanity. I mean, we're just like, it's ridiculous. What is he doing? But um, I knew he had a, you know, he had to have wings. And um, I, as I say, that's, bitachat is a lot of part of raising any child. And uh, Yeah, that's true. Ahava Aaron Price is with us. The book is called More Than Special, Perspectives in the World of Special Needs. Now, this could have been a straightforward tribute to the life of uh, Sadia Aaron Price, your dear son. Uh, who was well-known by so many people. I said earlier today on, on the air that he was known by so many people in the community, uh, both inside Brooklyn and outside Brooklyn. Um, and and it's certainly your story um, and the bits and pieces of it that are in the book are, are fascinating in terms of him becoming independent and your role in that and your reaction to that. But the book, nonetheless, obviously has a different format. Why did you include other people? Why did you include... The, uh, the parts of the book that you did as opposed to just writing a tribute biography? Well, I will correct one thing, by the way. Sadia is known around the world. Right, around the world. That's true. <laughs> I, uh, um, <laughs> someone said to me, uh, Sadia did what no one else, what no one else has done. He, they, he got the New York Times to say something positive about um, 
a Jews and about religious life. Wow. I said, no, he got uh, he got me into the New York Times. Um, <laughs> Sadja was uh, really, whether it was years in there at Chisrell and the Darkenu programmer, he really, um, he touched many, many people's lives. And yes, it could have been. But um, my motivation really was to do more. Yes, Sadja's story is heartwarming, and um, I hope it gives physics to many, many people. And I wanted people to be aware of how important it is for integration and inclusion, which Sadia definitely was in our shul and in our neighborhood, and to YU. But um, I, I was Sadia's mantra was everything. It's going to be okay. He wanted everyone to. He wanted everything to be better for. Him. He wanted everything to be good for everyone. And I wanted this book to be able to address so many different people. I wanted it to be a resource and awareness for the world at large, and a resource for parents with whatever type of problem, I shouldn't say problem, whatever type of challenge right. your child might have. And I wanted it to be uh, the words of experts, that's obviously, mine is based on uh, experience and love, but um, I wanted there to be, whether it's there's legal advice, because there's so much parents should know. Right. I wanted there to be... Um, Rabbinic right. advice. Rabbinic, yes, very much. The chizuk, we have um, beautiful pieces of Rabbi Aaron Khan, the letters of um, Rabbi Moshe Shapiro, <laughs> that it's very important for parents and for the world to see the attitude that Gedolim feel we should be uh, dealing with our children who are of a different demographics. So I felt that. And then most important, and I think really to me it was really the and I did it on, on my own, but not alone. I know when I've had personal challenges, someone, and I've read certain words, people have written something, and I could identify with them, and I could say, yes, that's how I feel. You've got it, you know? And it's a tremendous sense of physical of validation. Of just, and I said, I, I want every person who opens this book to be able to find someone's story. Yes, that's my story. That's how I feel. And so I have a, big, a great number, and I actually could have increased it, but the book was getting quite large, of parents' voices. I always say I don't interview people because then it's my voice interpreting your words. And it's not about the writing. It's about the words. And um, there's pieces by parents, siblings, even grandparents, so that their voices and each one's story is is a universe. It's mm. a, and hopefully there's someone's voice that will reach out to some one reader uh, and it will say, yes, I understand. And it's, that's why I expanded it far beyond Saja because I think that's what he would have wanted. I think this is the real, the real um, motivation. I you know, I, I would say you can't know the madua, you can't know the existential reason why Hashem chooses the plan that He chooses. But um, I was didn't realize it was that actually, if you look at the Hebrew words, there's a, a lama, a lama for what? And I felt that if Hashem took Sadia uh, when He had so many more years that He could have given so much joy and so much chizuk and so much just His presence. And uh, so I have to create, well, it's a memorial, but it's a memorial that does something. It's a memorial that says, okay, this is what Saja's life was spent 
was at least on our <laughs> in this world that I have to come to understand why Hashem would want. Yeah, understood. The book is called More Than Special, and the uh, chapters or, or, or different parts that uh, Hava Aaron Price alluded to, one is called Spiritual Guidance. That's, of course, uh, different letters and comments by rabbinic leaders. Therapeutic Guidance, which is very, uh, which is really voluminous. A lot of material here uh, from different um, uh, perspectives, uh, which can be very helpful for parents out there. Legal Guidance, as you said, it's a, uh, people don't realize how important these legal issues are. Uh, both, both planning for the parents of a special needs child and um, and uh, and things that need to be taken care of down the road. And, of course, there is a section on uh, tributes to Sadia as well, because, as I said, there are a lot of people in this audience uh, who certainly knew him uh, and certainly uh, were inspired by him. Uh, I know that my family personally was, as you know, and, and uh, anybody who was with him in camp or in school or on any campus, whether it was Israel or Washington Heights, uh, I don't know. He he always seemed to draw a crowd. Always see, <laughs> always see, rock star. Yeah. yeah, always seemed to draw a reaction from people, and uh, was a lot of fun to be around, to say the least. And you know, people like to be with someone who is positive and really cares about you. It right. doesn't matter what their IQ is, and his IQ was pretty good, actually. <laughs> he was a very smart cookie and a very, very, very much a Nachum Siegel fan. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm proud of that. He was uh, he was a big JM and the AM supporter in many, many ways, and um, and our family had a tremendous amount of, of fun with him. Uh, what would I, I know this is an unusual question, especially in this forum, because we are so faith-based and we are so... Uh, focus that 100% of our existence, thank God, is dependent on the one above, and that you know, and and, and rit- ritually, of course, we try to maintain that where everything is guided by by our tradition and heritage. Do you ever think <clears throat> about people in these situations who don't have a faith background and how they get through all this without the uh, without the you know without pointing to higher meaning and 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 and, and the spiritual uh, uh, peace. You know, not being added to their to their family picture. I can't even imagine. I can't. I, I I feel only sadness for them because feeling that your life is just a leaf blowing in the wind is so. There's no security. There's no. There's nothing to hold on to. There's no understanding. No. I I I've had, yes, I have thought of it, and only with only with the deepest sympathy and and. So no, we, we don't we, so we don't realize how lucky we are. And this is not just for no. special needs parents; it's for everybody no. out there. It's we, for everybody out there. That's right. And right. And um, I do want to point out that I wanted more, just as a resource, but I want the world to be aware that there's so much potential, and there's really almost like I guess I'm excited about it um, because obviously it's a topic close to my heart. The um, how the potential has how inclusiveness and inclusion and um, it's just, it's just so important, and everyone gains. I don't think there's a student in YU, or on the campus of Gush Etzion, or the the various communities that host Yachad Shabbatones. That I don't think there's one person there who doesn't feel that they're they themselves or their child has gained. And of course, you know, counselors at places like Hask, um, that that. We gain. This is not a. This is not a chesed. It is almost. It's almost selfish. It's like there's so much to be gained by reaching out and including everyone. And the, and does that attitude develop? Uh, you know, day by day, 
Or is it an attitude that develops relatively quickly once you're a parent of a special needs child? It's an attitude that develops at what pace? Uh, well, no, I think it's a learning curve. I think it's a learning curve. There's uh, challenges. I'm, you know, not whitewashing all the, you know, there are moments, but, but aren't there moments with children who don't have a diagnosis where you want to, you know, bang your head against the wall? Right. So uh, maybe you just, and also, I think the greater the challenge, the greater the excitement when there is, um, when, when you, you get the golden ring, you know, when each, as each, uh, as each goal is seen to come to reach, there's just so much happiness. But no, it, it, no, it's not. You wake up one morning and say, "Wow, this is really great." Um, no, it's a learning curve, and I think it's a learning curve for everybody. You know, when people see special needs, isn't? Um, I think it's very important. I think we're not comfortable. We're not really comfortable with people who don't, you know, who don't follow the line of what we would expect. Right. So. Um, it's a learning curve, and I think it's for people to help their children to understand that there's nothing to be, quote-unquote, afraid of, and there's only to be gained by um, opening our hearts, our doors, our shuls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I don't think, is it possible that something really amazing is achieved overnight? No. Yeah, it takes but, time. Um, yep. Ahava Aaron Price, the book is called More Than Special, Perspectives in the World of Special Needs. There are a lot of amazing contributors to this book, um, and uh, you should check it out. Uh, it gives everybody a perspective, not just about uh, um, uh, parenting a child with special needs, but life in general. And, of course, it also gives it an opportunity for all of us to remember Sadia Aaron Price, who, again, as I said, uh, his name means a lot to uh, to people he hung out with in camp and school on different campuses, both Israel and the United States. Uh, in Flatbush, Brooklyn, and of course in any other area uh, where he was well known, the Shabbatonim and all the other events that he attended, made a lot of friends over the years. So it gives you an opportunity to see some of the tributes to him and to uh, really learn what it's like um, from a parent's perspective. Uh, go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Artscroll.com, promo code radio. The book is called More Than Special. And I remind you that Ahava Aaron Price has a book from before that entitled On My Own But Not Alone. Check out both of them at artsworld.com. Can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. I'm glad we had a chance to uh, remember Sadia because like I said it's not just me but thousands out there around the world who uh, yep. who certainly remember him with tremendous fondness and I'm sure he enhanced a lot of lives of uh, people in this audience and otherwise. So I'm glad we had that opportunity this morning. Yes. I, I was going to add that I don't know uh, exactly what the relationship between the OMI MS in this world is but if it's possible to be smiling, I I hope and I would like to believe that Sadia is quelling. He loves the fact that there's a book about him, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, someone once met my daughter and said, um, oh, I, you know, there's this, this mother who she writes about their special needs child in magazines, and it's so, so inappropriate, so invasive of his privacy. And we all laughed because... Sad, there was nothing that he loved more. As a matter of fact, he kept saying to me, when, when are you writing my book, Mom? Because he, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was nothing, it, nothing would be in greater joy. <laughs> he was not opposed to uh, the public eye. No question. So thank you. No <laughs> thank question. Thank you for giving me that, this opportunity. It was, it was very special. <laughs> A pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. And be well. Thank you. Ahava Aaron Price. The book is called More Than Special. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. 
Check out her books. And uh, for those of you who knew Sadi, for those of you who knew Sadia, um, the book is even more than more than special. Uh, whether you knew him or not, it's a uh, tremendous perspective regarding the world of special needs. Check it out.